Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Kim for the wonderful things that he has done. Hallelujah. God is good. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him for your life. Thank him for your life. Thank him for your life. Thank God for the opportunity that he has given to you for you to be in his presence. Indeed, he is the king of kings. Indeed, he is the lord of lords. Indeed, he is the I am that I am. Indeed, he is the faithful one. He is the one that none can be likened to. He is the incomparable Jesus. No one is like him. No one is like him. Just lift up your voice and bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. For he is great. He is great. He is great. My God, we thank you. We bless your name. Thank God that something is coming to you tonight. Thank God that his word will come and transform your life. Thank God that the word of God will bring a change in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, thank the Lord like never before. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for this great opportunity to come. For every time that we come to your presence, as your word says in Psalm 65, Blessed is the man whom thou choosest to draw nigh unto you. You brought us nigh. Just because you brought us nigh, there is a blessing that awaits us. And tonight, O oh God, may we be partakers of said great blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, we honor you, O oh God. In Jesus' name, Isaiah chapter 11. We're going to pray for 10 minutes. Amen. We're going to ask for the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Recently, our daddy was teaching in the um, what, Mountain of the Lost House camp. And he was talking about, you know, he was talking about the spirits of God. That all of them had to deal with what? Wisdom. Amen. There's only one of them that had to do with effort, like might, the spirit of might. So, it means that everything that God does, everything that God builds, he builds it with his wisdom. Hallelujah. Bible says that with wisdom, a man buildeth a house, and with understanding, it is established. You cannot build anything if you don't have the wisdom of God. Your marriage is not going to work if you don't apply the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. You can do anything. Somebody told you to wake them up at 3 a.m. and have a conversation with them. You tried it. It didn't work. But when God gives you wisdom and God gives you his counsel, that is why we must always pray that God will give us the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the seven spirits of God. Bible says that, and the spirit of the Lord God shall rest upon him. The spirit of what? Wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. All of these things is talking about our reasoning and, and our ability to, you know, use our mental faculty to operate. The only one is the spirit of might. I mean, to fear God is something that, it is something that is, you know, your understanding of the person. That is what will make you fear a person. Hallelujah. And this fear is not just talking about ordinary fear that you are afraid of somebody. It's reverencing God. You know, have an amen. So I want us to pray and ask God that God give us the wisdom of God. 
We need the spirit of wisdom. We need the spirit of understanding. We need the spirit of counsel. Sometimes when you are dealing with somebody, something small, you realize that because the person lacks knowledge, because the person does not understand what you are doing, the whole thing becomes complex. It's very simple. Leave the pulpit straight down and put it here. Somebody who does not understand feels that we must go and find a trolley to come and carry the thing and, you know, pass through the back door and go through the back because the stairs, somebody can fall. When there is lack of understanding, the whole thing becomes so complex. And the complexity of the thing, that's why in this country, right, where we are standing right now, if you should buy something and you are trying to put it together and it becomes complex, you have not read the manual. How many of us are witnesses of that? You have not read the manual because if you read the manual, they will tell you that this C goes with this C, so put it together. So anytime people are struggling to do, they lack understanding or they lack their wisdom to operate it. But tonight, God is giving you wisdom. Wisdom for your marriage. Wisdom for your children. Wisdom for your home. Wisdom for your finances. It is only the wisdom of God that will give us an upper hand. That's why the spirit of the Lord rests upon him. He said, out of what? The shoot of Jesse shall spring forth. This was talking about Jesus Christ. He was full of wisdom. That is why when he went to a place and then he began to speak. People said, what, what, what wisdom is this? What wisdom is this? The mighty works are wrought by his hand. It means that God did everything based on his wisdom. There's a reason why on the first day, when God was making creation, he said, let there be. He didn't create the sea on the first day. He worked with wisdom. The reason why when a child is born, it takes time before they begin to run. Imagine that as soon as your baby came forth and said, yeah, they are running away from you. It's only snakes who are like that. You know that snakes, as soon as they are born, or they have taken off. When their mother, they come out of the egg, right? Snakes come out of egg. As soon as they come of egg, not they are on their own. They don't find out that, are you my mother? No. As soon as they come out, away fast. They are gone. But you need the wisdom of God. And you need the counsel of God. Do you agree somebody? I want you to pray for the next 10 minutes or so. You want to pray for the seven spirits of God. You want to pray for the spirit of wisdom. You want to pray for the spirit of understanding. That God is going to give you divine understanding. Hallelujah. The spirit of knowledge. Bible says that for lack of knowledge, my people perish. That when I study the word or when I pick up the Bible, God should reveal himself to me. Hallelujah. There has to be the spirit of revelation. There has to be the spirit of understanding. There has to, all these things are spirits. And you must ask God to give you those spirits. I'm telling you, no matter what you are going through, no matter what you are experiencing, if you have the wisdom of God, you have an upper hand. Hallelujah. If you have the understanding of God, you have an upper hand. If you have the counsel of God, when somebody gives you counsel, the person is giving you direction. So when you have the counsel of God, which is the spirit of God, he will guide you and he will lead you. Bible says that the Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth. How be it the spirit of God, he will bring us to the place of understanding. Lift up your voice and pray somebody. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for the wisdom. Pray for the wisdom. Pray for the wisdom. Seven spirits for the next ten minutes. Each one, one minute. And then when you finish, pray for the one that you need most. In the mighty name of Jesus. My God, my God, my, my God. We are praying, oh God, for the spirit
wisdom. I pray for wisdom. Wisdom above the wisdom of men. My God, the wisdom of this world. Bible says that is devilish, it's sensual. But the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God is what we need. It is the wisdom of God. God, the wisdom of God is what we need. The wisdom of God, that is what will make us seek after God. That is what will make us find the counsel of God. The wisdom of God is what will help fear God. Because unto men, everything that is God needs, is foolishness, but unto God, who is the creator of all things, that wisdom, if only we can find him, that is why Bible says that there is a way, that's meant right unto men, but the end thereof, there is judgment, narrow is the way, that leads to righteousness, broad is the way, that leads to destruction, because many people are going on that path, but when you have the wisdom of God, you will choose the difficult aspect. You will choose the difficult direction rather than the easy direction because the wisdom of God is with men. In the mighty name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Pray for the wisdom. Pray that God, give me the wisdom. I pray for wisdom. May I be wise. May I be wise. Give me heavenly wisdom. Give me heavenly wisdom, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, that oh God, that wisdom, that wisdom, that wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God, understand him, understand him, understand him. Sometimes you can have knowledge, but wisdom is your ability to apply the knowledge in an understandable way. In the mighty name of Jesus, pray, 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 pray. Ask the Lord, ask the Lord, my God, let my heart be to the knowledge of God. My God, knowledge through your word. Knowledge through the reading of the scripture. Knowledge through, oh God, the soaking of messages. Knowledge, knowledge. The knowledge of God. That, oh God, we desire to know nothing except to know you. Through your word, oh God. Open down the eyes of understanding. Open the eyes of understanding. Open down the eyes of understanding that we may behold wondrous things out of your law. In Massacre, God prayed a prayer for the church. And he said that ever since I heard of your faith, I cease not to pray for you. That God, our Heavenly Father, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of his word. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Reveal yourself to us in your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, that I may know you. That I may know you, that we may know you, oh God. We may understand your ways, um, we may understand your ways. We will not just look for signs and wonder, but we understand the season. Bible says that we should we should take it to understand the times. Um, for the days that we are walking in, they are days of evil. They are days of evil. Therefore, pray that God give me wisdom and understanding. Give me knowledge, oh God. Give me counsel. I pray for the spirit of counsel. Let the spirit of counsel, Lord, my God be my portion as a minister of the gospel that when I counsel any member of the church it shall be the very counsel of God in the mighty name of Jesus may I not lack wisdom, may I not lack knowledge, may I not lack of God the counsel of God, may I not lack the spirit of mind hey, the spirit of mind brings you bold man. it makes you bold um, in difficult times, Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear but in Timothy it says you are not giving us the spirit of fear Verse Timothy 1 7. He has not given us the spirit of him, but he has given us of love, of power, and of a sound man. When you have 
when you have when you have the spirit of might you are bold when you have the spirit of might you are not afraid you are not full of fear therefore tonight as you pray you pray for the spirit of might strength is coming to you whatever you have been afraid you are about to overcome because strength is rising up from your inner man your cryptos man your cryptos man is being strengthened I see your cryptos man being strengthened lift up your hands towards heaven lift up your holy hands and ask the Lord the Lord strengthen me no matter what I'm going to strength, strength for your academics strength for your marriage strength for your finances strength for your home strength for your children lift up your voice and pray hey, the strength of God is coming the strength of God is coming the strength of God is coming the the spirit of mind, the spirit of mind, my God, my God, release the spirit of mind upon your chair. No matter the state that we came here with, I pray, oh God, turn things around, turn things around. Let he that cannot pray receive strength to pray, he that cannot do their quiet time receive strength to have their quiet time. He that is weak, oh God, my God, may they receive them. Them that are oppressed, oh God, and are weary at heart, oh God, in the name of Jesus, you send forth your word to heal us. You send forth your word to restore us. Therefore, let the spirit of mind, oh, Kalebo Shaya name, for in your presence there is fullness of joy, and the righteousness and pleasures forevermore. Oh, God of strength. Oh God of strength, you said, Oh God, Matalebo Satale, God came. It's the three times uh, there was a thorn in his flesh, but you said, uh, Ah, that my strength uh, is made perfect unto you in terms of your weakness. No matter how weak we are, no matter how weary we have become, based on the pressures of this life, my God, my God, let your strength come forth, oh God, let your mind, oh God, rise up for us in our weakness. In the name of Jesus, let strength. Release your strength. Don't for today and no hope for tomorrow. In Namaste, every discouraged receive strength. Every broken heart receive the strength of God. The best Open your mouth and talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. The spirit of might and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Pray that we shall fear God. Pray that we shall fear God. Men don't fear God anymore. By the way we act and we come into his presence. But tonight, oh, the machine, Oh yes, Lord, we come nearer tonight. Asking for the seven spirit of God. That is for God. What made Jesus Christ? My God, mighty works, oh God. Well, wrought by his hands. He did mighty well because of the wisdom. The people say, What wisdom is this? What manner of a wise person is this? That ah, mighty words are wrought by his hand. Let us have wisdom, Lord. The wisdom of God, um, my God, to maneuver through the difficulties of life and the pains of life, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord, we bless you. So we draw nearer, 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 nearer. Lord, nearer to your throne. So we draw nearer, so we draw nearer. Oh, nearer, oh, nearer. 
Therefore, strengthen us. Let no one walk out of this place, O God, with anything bothering them, Lord. For when we come, O God, your presence takes away our pain. Your presence takes away our sicknesses. Your presence takes away our struggles. For no one will come to you and never go back the same. So, O God, let dreams be remade, O God. Let fears, O God, fade away. Because when your presence comes into a room, demons begin to tremble, Lord. When your presence comes into a room, O God, my God, every disability, anything that is not stable, becomes stable. Because you are the one that speaketh, O God, and the wind does hear your voice. We magnify your holy name. We say that give us the 
spirit of wisdom. Give us the spirit of wisdom tonight in the knowledge of your word. We bless your name. We magnify you in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say a big amen. Oh, say a bigger amen. I want you to go around and give eight people a high five. Give eight people a high five. Eight. You see, nobody gave me a five. I keep, I keep my, my, my five. Hey, people are not people. People are not people. Hallelujah. Wow. People are not people. Amen. What a blessing. High five. Yeah. People are not people. That's it. Amen. Hallelujah. How about if I say the number of five that you gave, God is going to multiply it and make it money into your pocket. Then now you feel like going and giving more high fives. Hey, people are not people. Wow, we are blessed tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God so much for a wonderful... I was talking to Bishop Henry tonight. And he said he senses love. Hallelujah. Amen. What a blessing. Hallelujah. What a joy. Amen. So tonight I want to share something very simple. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6 and the verse 12. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 6 and the verse 12. Hallelujah. Hmm. What does the word of God say? Let's all read this. What does it say? He say what? That ye be not what? Slothful, but followers of them who through what? Faith and patience inherit the promises. Hey, what does that mean? That's the answer. Take a mic. Mercy. So, don't be dull. Don't be lazy. That followers of them who through faith and patience and the promise. So, be, let your zeal be in shape. Yeah. So let that, your zeal be in shape. Don't yeah. be lazy. Don't be slothful. The same words that are in the scripture. It means the same thing. Hallelujah. So it says that what? We should not be slothful. We should not be lazy. We should not be lackadaisic about what? Following people. Hallelujah. You see, when you see something good has gone ahead of you, you must be diligent to follow. Can I have an amen? And your diligence to follow is what will make you inherit those promises. Or the promises. Can I have an amen? Hallelujah. This is as we say that the blessings of Abraham are mine. But we are not diligent to follow that the guy, he loved God. Bible says that he, he, he feared God to the extent. He had faith so much so that it was acquitted to him as righteousness. Because when he had a dream that he was going to what? Have Isaac, his, his child of promise. It took 25 years before that promise was realized. Through it all. I mean, at some point in time, he fell. But, you know, it's always the woman that you gave me. The wife convinced him to take Hagar, right? And then it turned into something else. 
But the promises of God, they are here and they are amen. Whatever God has said about our life, it shall come to pass. Can I have an amen? It doesn't matter what somebody thinks. But what God has said about your life is to come to us. So he said that we should not be slothful. We should not be uh, lazy. But we should want focus and follow the men who had faith. The followers through faith. Patiently follow. It is when we, we are patiently following, that is when we are going to inherit the promises that have been said for us. Can I have an amen? Can I have an amen? When you go to the business world, people are following Bill Gates. Everything he does, they are following it diligently. Why is it that we, we cannot follow our Savior? We cannot follow men of faith. When you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, it says the men of faith, the Bible says that some of them did not even realize the promises, but they still had faith in God. Can I have an amen? Will you believe and have faith and keep on trusting God, even when all men fail you? Will you still stand for God? Will you take a decision for God? Will you push ahead? That's what I said. We should not be lazy, but we should continue to follow. To follow. That's what I said. These all died in faith, not having received the promises. Hallelujah. They saw it from afar. They saw the promises coming from afar. Why am I saying all these things? I'm going to talk to us about Davidic success. What David did to become successful. Hallelujah. And through faith, we can follow the things that David did so that we can also become successful. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 28. Hallelujah. How many of us know that David was a very successful king? Hallelujah. First Chronicles 29 and the verse 28. What does it say? And he died what? In what? A good old age. Oh, may you die in a good old age. Hallelujah. He died in what? A good old age. It means that the guy, he lived long. Good old age. He didn't die because of his hypertension. Neither did he die because of his diabetes. When he was dying, everything was normal with him. May that be your story. I say, may that be your story. And again, he said that riches and honor. The guy was rich. He had many riches. May you not die early because you are broke. You see, every time the Bible talks about the rich man and the poor man, always the poor man dies first. Hey, the poor dies first because don't you, I mean, sometimes when you, when you look at the queen, the queen, you know, when you look at them, why is it that they live so long? Because, because they have money. Even what they drink, it is calculated. It is checked. You see, in the ninety something, somebody was born the same time, lived around the same area. They die early. Hey, may that not be your story. Hallelujah. May you cross seventy with ease. May you cross eighty with ease. May it be that you are crossing ninety with ease. That you will be, be walking. You don't have a walker. You don't have hearing aids. You have not borrowed somebody's teeth. You are not breathing with somebody's nostrils. But everything that you are using is yours. Because Abraham, uh, David. Bible said that the guy died in what? Good old age. Hey. Hallelujah. Full of riches and honor. And Solomon his son reigned in his what? Stead. It means that when... He, he died. His son came to meet the inheritance. 
may you leave an inheritance for your children. I said, may you leave an inheritance for your children. Maybe your parents did not leave you some. But as for you, you will leave some for your children. Hallelujah. They will come and they will come and inherit it. It should be our portion. Because if the blessings of Abraham are ours, then it means that we must also walk in those things. By the time it's time for you to die, you should have so much money and so much wealth. So much and still fearing God. Or it's not like because you became rich, so you be backslid. Or you have become some Moluganos Christian. But you are still following God. Hallelujah. Are you still here? So he's saying that we should follow by faith. Follow people who have gone ahead of us. And tonight we want to learn what did David do that made him successful. Hallelujah. And I'm just going to give us a few points. There are many, but I'll give us a few points just to start. Hallelujah. And later on we will continue. Are you still here or you have gone home? Oh, are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. The first thing is that David, the principle of small beginnings. David believed in the principle of small beginnings. Everything great does not start big. Can I have an amen? He believed in what? The principle of small beginnings. Everybody started from somewhere. You know, sometimes when you see somebody's doing well, you can easily mistake it for the fact that, oh, maybe the person, you know, Bishop Dark will say that a lot of times people see him and when they are saying this, oh, it's because of his color. That is why his ministry is doing well. But they don't know that he has paid the price. So because he's a handsome pastor or he's a beautiful lady, that is why his business or her business is, go- is doing well. No, there is something in addition to that. It is the anointing. Can I have an Amen. It is the anointed. So one of the main principles here that he did not despise small beginnings. He cherished things that are small. In 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 28. You know when the time came where Goliath was blaspheming against the people of Israel. Hallelujah. David was what? In the field. He was taking care of what? A few sheep. So in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 28. So when he heard of everything that was going on and he came back, listen to what his brother, big brothers told him. And Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spake unto the men. And Eliab, Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why comest thou down hither? And with whom have thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? Hallelujah. It's like when he came to war, David was not recognized. But one of the greatest secrets that the guy did not despise humble beginning. He did not despise humble beginning at all. Because it was in his humble beginning. That was the time that once upon a time, a bear came to take one of the sheep. And he had to wrestle the bear and to deal with the bear. A lion came and he had to wrestle with the lion. For him to become a king, the prerequisite was that the fact that he would be able to deliver the few that God has given to him, even in the wilderness. Can I have an amen? That is why don't despise the little that you have. That is why we have never despised our humble beginning. Who has despised our humble beginning? But though our beginnings be small, our latter ends shall greatly increase. We went to, I was in um, Lexington Church last Sunday, amen. We had a very powerful time. 
hallelujah, very powerful encounters, amen. They are doing a great job. They are doing a wonderful job, hallelujah. It is a great church, and that church will grow, amen. And one of the things that I saw, and I was telling them that the, the car, a car that has right parts, it doesn't matter the brand or the make or the model, it's still a car, it moves from point A to B. You may be driving a Mercedes-Benz, but if I'm also driving my Lamborghini and you have ties and then steering wheel, we all move from point A to point B. Oh, so the church has the right path. It is moving. It is moving. And the presence of oh, their worship, awesome worship. They may not have professional instrumentalists like us. They may not have melodious voices, but it is a working church. It's a working church. When you get a chance, visit them. It's a great church. Hallelujah. Amen. It is working. It is working. I say it is working. The same grace. Are you still here? Hallelujah. Amen. So, he said, to whom have you left this few sheep? You have despised the things. The little things that you have. Maybe all that you may have. It's just something small. But be content. Be content with it. Keep it. Thank God and be grateful to God. The reason why a lot of us, we are not grateful to God is that when God gives us things, we are not able to see. Have you ever sent money to somebody in Africa before? That when they got the money, they say, is that all you could bring me? You are finished. You are not getting any more money. Instead of you to say thank you, but when is the next one coming? He said, is that all you can afford? That's the end. The tap has been closed. Are you still here? Say, to whom have you left the future? Hallelujah. But I want to submit to you that the guy had the principle of small beginnings that he knew that even the few that God has given to him, that is why he would fight a bear. That is why he would fight a lion so that a lion would not get one of the, the sheep that he's taking care of. Can I have an Amen. That's why you must fight for the thing that God has given to you. It could be a little strength. It could be a little laughter. It could be a little joy. Fight and keep it. That is why you should not, a, a man, a man should not be the one that determines, you know, if you're a woman and then you are waiting for a man to come and make you happy, you are miserable. You have to know how to make yourself happy. Yeah. Those who are not married, eh? You have to know how to make yourself happy. It is not the woman's pepper soup that is going to bring excitement in your life. Pepper soup or no pepper soup, there should be excitement in your life. So that you should imagine the pepper soup and just say, be happy. Are you still here? Are you still here? Ha! It was when David looked after the few sheep and had to fight the bear and the lion. It was after he did that. That is what gave him the prerequisite to be able to fight Goliath. Everything great. Do not be someone who ran away from problems. Today, something came up at your workplace. No, you resigned. You have gone to another company. I'm here to submit to you that you are behaving like somebody who is F-O-O-L in uppercase. Because when you run away from small problems, 
What you don't know is that you just jump into another one that might be greater than what you are. But when he was able to fight the bear, when he was able to fight the lion, when he saw Goliath, he said that Goliath is just like one of these. The enemy you are willing to conquer will determine the victory that you can enjoy. Can I have an amen? The reason America is considered a superpower is because in the past they have exhibited their power before. Even though in reality they are not the superpower. They smell like it, but they are not. Can I have an amen? Don't be deceived by the size of a person. A lot of the cowards you will ever meet in this life are people who have actually gone to the gym to amass muscles. But don't try some of the slim machos. They are strong. Where's Apostle? <laughs> Apostle Kwame. <laughs> Did I tell you one time we were moving? I've said this in here. We're moving. One brother in the chair, Samuel, some tiny guy, he almost killed Pastor Hans. We are carrying some big couch like from under. I said, two people were up there. The guy has the thing. He said, and he, he was going down. The two of them, they said, bring it. Bring it. And Pastor Hansen, <laughs> we were up there. We said, can you stop? He said, bring it. Bring it. By the time we saw, he almost killed us. <laughs> so don't joke with some of the slim machos. Because the big ones, it's all, you know. Are you still here? Are you still here? We should not despise humble beginnings. Listen, I didn't come. When you see me preaching and I'm here and I'm covered, I didn't start like this. Old. Anytime I'm coming here, I either have diarrhea or something. Because you can mount the stage and the message will not work. Or you're coming to lead a song, praise and worship. And then when you get there, I mean, no matter how long I've led praise and worship, every time they tell me to lead praise and worship at camp, before I mount up the stage, I'm nervous. Until I get there and I realize that Somoa is with me. And it's safe. It's safe to be humble so that you attract the presence of the Lord than to be proud. One time, one brother, he had gone to rehearse his own song on his guitar. When he was coming, he said, today be today. In the other church, not here. So, when they called him to come and preach, he came. Then, woo, 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 they gave him fans. And when he came, he pulled a chair, put it on the stage, and he sat down with his guitar. Drink, 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 drink. It was not working. Hey! <laughs> Have you sung a song and the thing is not working? It's like, you are trying the key that you rehearse. Somewhere, somewhere, your hand is not able to play the same key. And your voice is also locked in that key. After, after that, he never played guitar. He never sang a song again. Hey! May the Lord have mercy on us. But David was successful because he took that same mind. For me to be great, it means that the little that God has given to me I must be able to deal with it in the same measure. That is why when you take care of another man, God is able to entrust much into your hands. 
the little that has been given to you. How faithful are you with the few sheep that God has given to you? When you're faithful with that few sheep, that few gifts, that ministry that you have joined, when you are faithful with what you are doing, God is going to give you much. God is going to give you much. For anything to grow, God will be looking out for if you have that ability. Because there shouldn't be any rush in life. It's cool. Everything is cool. Don't rush in life. Don't rush in life. Jesus taught three principles. Principle number one. He taught the principle of what? Being faithful with small things. Luke 16 verse 10. Be faithful with small things. Hey, brother Salom. The small prayer that you have been given. M-O-D. They call you M-O-D. And your your head has become big. Be faithful with that. Because a day is coming. From M-O-D, you may become what? M-O-G, man of God. Man of God. Man of God. That is how it comes. Hallelujah. Jesus taught us these three principles. He says that the principle of being faithful with small things. Small things. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. That is why don't tell me that now you cannot pay tight. And when you become a billionaire, that's why you are going to pay that tight. You are deceiving yourself. Because if you are not faithful in little, you cannot be faithful in much. Can I have an amen? What God has given to you, that belongs to him. Only 10%. Your 10% is not $3,000. Even that one you can't give. Then the day where your 10% now becomes like what? 300000 Per paycheck. What are you going to do? Be faithful. Tell somebody be faithful. And he that is unjust in the least is what? Unjust also in much. Can I have an amen? If you don't learn to be generous when you don't have anything, then when you become, you say, I'm waiting till I become a, a billionaire before you now begin to take care of the people God has brought around you, then you are missing it when you become a billionaire because the rich want to become richer. If you like, let the Lord, you know, take you to nine figures. You realize that the car you drive will change. Where you shop will change. Your type of friends will change. Because when you come to church, the small, small boys, yeah, they don't match up to that amount of money. You will see, you no, know, you have joined some lodge. Because over there, they do big things. May that not be your story. May that not be your story. The principle of being faithful with another man's things. Luke 16, verse 12. In fact, they put 10, 11, and 12 together for us. 10, 11, 12. Put all, all three of them together. This, this, Jesus Christ taught us this principle. The first one, he said that he that is faithful in that which is what? Least is faithful in much. Not despising small things. And then he said, he that is unjust in least is unjust in much. If therefore ye have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon. He's talking about money. Who will commit to your trust what? The true riches. As you are not faithful with the little money that God has given to you. God is not going to entrust your riches into your own hands. Then the third one is saying what? And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is yours or your own? Hallelujah. That is how it is. 
As you are faithful, Pastor Hans, God will give you a mega church. As you are faithful to him, God will give you a church. As you are faithful to the work I'm doing, God is also going to advance you. Because that is how anybody who becomes something begins as a servant. There's nobody who comes to a job straight and then you are the CEO of the company. No. You have to start from somewhere. And the people who start from low and rise up, they are the ones who actually do well. May that be your story. I say, may that be your story. Do not be deceived. Jesus Christ taught us these principles. Number one, principle of being faithful in small things. Number two, being faithful in another man's. And it says what? Being faithful with money. God will entrust money into your hands. Sometimes you get money. Then all of a sudden you came to say they are raising funds. And that money, you are being asked to bring that money. If you don't take care, you say that. Somebody is robbing you. But God will give a seed to a sower. Are you still here? Are you still here? You have gone home. You are talking about the principles that made what David successful. And what is the first one? Principle of small what? Beginnings. Hallelujah. Oh, we believe in small beginnings. I say a day is coming. Will be thousands and thousands. Hey! Today one brother just picked, you know, with the, the what is called the magazine. He went in and picked the churches. Speaking the church, saying, hey, your people are really working. How many of us have seen the numbers? I mean, the churches, the church attendance. I mean, 9,000, 10,000. Mozambique, right now, when they meet, they are almost like 4,000. Somebody, a missionary was just sent there. On a Sunday morning, about 4,000 people gather. Places 4,000, 8,000, 9,000. Kodesh, that old Kodesh, which Bishop left. When they meet, there are 10,000 and change. The bishop himself, the one he just started, there are 6,000 and change. I mean, the people are really working. So our portion is that as we are faithful in small things, our latter end shall greatly increase. Oh, I see the Lord increasing us. I see the Lord taking us far. I see our finances being changed. I see the Lord advancing us. God is taking us forward. Number two. The principle of doing menial jobs with joy. Hey! Some of you, if we told you to join the shining stars, you will leave the church. Your story will be, eh? Why should I be the one who cleans the bathroom? Sometimes you go, somebody has just, just stood there and then just watered the whole seat and put some on the floor. And then you have to go and clean it. Sometimes they even go and use the thing and they block it. And they cover it and they close the bathroom and then they leave. That one. It's smelling, but you have to do something about it. One of the things that made King David successful is that the principle of doing what? Menial jobs with joy. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 21. Just look at it. And David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. Hallelujah. He became his armor bearer, his servant, the one that will bring him stuff, the one that can be sent. Hey, David, go and bring my car. Hey, David, go and wash my car. Hey, David, anybody who becomes great must be a servant. Elisha did not become Elisha until he served Elijah. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? Are you still here? He did menial jobs with joy. That's why I said he loved him greatly, even though Saul wanted to kill him. Still he loved him. Still he would serve him. He would, he, he would serve him and he would honor him. 
when we have that mind that the work that I am doing, even though my job that I'm doing, I'm not recognized, but what I am doing is significant in the sight of God. That is how we get promoted. Hallelujah. That's how we get promoted. When we get to heaven, when we get to heaven, when we get to heaven, it is not the people who don't stand on stage, their rewards will be greater than the people who stand on stage. Because those of us who stand on stage, there are many people, if you don't do the thing with the right hand, you sang a song and you expect everybody to say, oh, Sister Kiki, your voice was nice. Hey, Sister Kiki, this, this, this. And then through that, you receive your glory here on earth. That those who come secretly, come and clean the place, arrange the place, you don't even know what they are doing. They are, they are about the Father's business. Those people, that's why you will be surprised be surprised. So let us be faithful in the thing. Do the minion. Oh, we want you to do things. Oh, consider it done. Be, 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 be joyful about it. Be joyful about it. You may not easily become an assistant pastor. But you can be doing the thing that you are doing and your rewards will even be greater than the assistant pastor. Can I have an amen? Do minion jobs with joy. That was one of the secrets that David had. Hallelujah. That even though, you know, he did the work of a musician, you know, you play, be an armor bearer. You know, you say that, I mean, maybe he should be the one who is sitting at the right hand side of Saul or something like that. Because when they put you at the right hand side, it's fine. I've heard a story about a minister, he went to a church, they were having a big program, they didn't put him on the front seat. He was angry. Just that they didn't give him front seat seating. He was angry. Was the thing about you or it was about God? That's why you shouldn't come to church. And you came to church and an usher was greeting you and an usher has squeezed his face. Then you say, why has he squeezed his face? Did you come for the usher or he came for God? Sometimes we ushers, we can be some way, but you came for God. Don't look at my face. Can I have an amen? It's too powerful. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Great people have to serve. And when you see somebody inside, the person is a medical doctor, don't think that they got up one day, they closed their eyes and they said, anatomy, and then the certificate came. Go and ask them what they have been through. Go and ask them. My own brother, remember when we went to uh, secondary school? Yeah, those days when they say uh, annotated diagram, draw the heart and describe the flow of the blood. From that day, he said this biology nonsense thing. <laughs> he never did it. He said, what kind of nonsense that you have to draw the heart? Hey, then you show the valves and all those things, then you describe how the blood is coming from. Pulmonary here, pulmonary there. He said, no, those things are rubbish. Let me do my mathematics and I'll move on. I'm an engineer, simple. Are you still here? But go and ask them what they have studied and what they know. They know more. They know more. The fact that you, you have looked in a microscope, you have seen intestines and you have seen pictures, you don't know anything. But humbly, they were tested. 
They were examined. And gradually, they rose up to the place where they are. Hallelujah. But you, you don't want to rise up, take your time. You don't become great. You really don't become great. Like that's what David knew. That as I serve, as I take care of the few sheep, that is how I, I, I get the prerequisite. That is why when we say something is a prerequisite, a prerequisite is always a lower, a lower side of what you are about to do. Can I have an amen? You cannot become a, a pastor if you can not become a shepherd. You cannot take care of five sheep. Then you want to be a pastor of a thousand. God does not work that way. Can I have an amen? The third principle, let me finish quickly. The third principle was the principle of what's the first one? Principle of small beginnings. Number two is what? Menial jobs with joy. The third one is what? Turning away from those who despise you. Hey! When we started the church, sometimes you are sitting there, you are preaching. Instead, somebody sitting down and watching you say, what are you trying to do? You, you think you have a rumor word. Watch this, watch this, watch this. They open their eyes and look at you. Watch what? Then, all your strength is gone. Hey! I'm telling you. People can frighten you, eh? Yeah, they can frighten you. You realize that as you, you are preaching, they are, they are shaking their head. You have not seen something before. Eh? You are preaching. You are giving the word. You quote the verse. You see that they are shaking their head. He doesn't know what he's talking about. When you have three or four people like that sitting in the church, you they're preaching and you will see. Hey! That is why we have also become specialists. We pick a few faces, then we look. When we see your faces smiley small, we come here a lot. And we go there a lot. Because you, you see, everybody will go to a place where you are encouraged. Though. So Bible says that when David's big brother, Eliab, begin to criticize him, the guy just turned away from him. Say that if you will not receive me, if you can't receive me as the pastor, then I'm moving away from you. The people will believe they will receive. And himself, and he began to do his own thing. Don't stay around people who don't have faith in you. Don't stay around people who cannot believe in you. Can I have an amen? Oh, are you still here? Or you have gone home? So it's first Samuel chapter 17 from verse 28 to 30. It said, he said that Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why comest thou down hither? And with whom have thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride. Hey! So now he's coming to rain insult on the guy. He said, I know your pride. I know your, the naughtiness of thine heart. How did he know that in the guy's heart there's naughtiness? The naughtiness of the heart. For thou art come down that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him towards another. If the person is not receiving you, turn away. That is why he said, Prophet is so Jesus Christ. He did it. When he came to him, the Bible says that he came to his own, but his own received him not. And so he moved on. The Bible says that he dare not do any miracle, save just 
killed a few that were sick. But he got to another place. And the people say, hey! What wisdom is this? The mighty works are wrought by his hands. He enters place and demons are saying, what do we have to do with you? He's raising the dead. All these miracles he did on his journey. But he came to his own. And the Bible says that his own received him not. David turned away, cry. He turned away, cry. And he's proud. And he carries himself. Look at his shoe. Yeah. One time somebody got offended. The pastor was just preaching and he drank some juice. Hey, should the pastor not be able to drink the juice when they are preaching? Yeah. The church members got offended. Very offended. Yeah, I mean, why, why, why should? That is why a lot of people, when they are, they are doing something for the pastor, they fight against it. So why should we do? Why should we honor? Why should we do this? Why should we do this? Because they don't accept. But Bible tells us, you see, when the people began to accept Jesus Christ, that was when the miracles and the, I mean, people be, be, began to see miracle signs and wonders. David turned away, cry. Hallelujah. The principles of turning away from those who despise you. You work with a boss. Everything that you do, he doesn't like it. Change the job. So what not? What you don't, you don't accept somebody else wants it. One man's meat is what? Another man's poison. Hallelujah. I remember when we traveled. When I traveled, that was that's when I see that Charlie. By the grace of God, there's an anointing on my life. Because that's what God, He loves His people. Oh. As we are here, God is here with us. God, he loves his people. He just sends us to come, to minister to the people. God, he loves his people. God wants to secure us. He wants to save us. He wants to deliver us. Sometimes we ourselves, the presence of the Lord can be here. That's the last time I got wild. The presence of God was mighty here. When I opened my eyes, the whole world, people on their phone, who were texting and all those. I mean, the presence... The presence that was here was so mighty. Somebody sitting there on their phone. When the Holy Ghost is coming, you may knock your head. When you knock your head. Yeah. Because it's like we don't value his presence. I'm telling you, but he's always here. Or do you believe that he's here? How did we get here? It is when I travel that I see that there's a grace on my life. <laughs> it is true. Sister Vic, go somewhere and go and sing the solo. You will realize people will lie on the floor because they have not heard any powerful voice like that before. But she sing here, you are saying that you are chewing gum. Somebody seriously doing worship. Yeah, you are chewing gum. Hey! The Lord will have mercy on us. Hallelujah. Next time I'm traveling, I will take some of you with me. Yeah, let's go. It, it's marvelous. I mean, you would not know. Seriously. The visitor's aura. Because the value you place on the anointing determines how powerful. That's why when we go to meetings and Pastor Benny Hinn is ministering, it's so magnificent to you because it's like you have gone to see something else. But the day is coming. You will see something that if only God will open your eyes, the same thing God has given to us. Because God, he works with anybody any one of us. It should be that the dream, praise, and worship. People cannot find a place to stand. Because God is not a respecter of persons. 
God uses in a vessel. When film stars are, are, you, are, you, are, you are doing something, then all of a sudden, you are doing something about born again, and somebody breaks down in tears, and they come and kneel before the altar. Why not? Because the presence of the Lord, I mean, so we must understand to appreciate. He said, David turned away. Anyone that appreciates David turned away. Got to focus on God. Focus on God. Are you still here? Hallelujah. So that's the third point. What is the fourth point? Don't despise. Um, the, this one is what? That's number three. Oh, yes. Number four. Let me, the principle of choosing and staying with what you have tested. This is one thing I will say to the praise and worship leaders. Don't try to mystify us with new songs. Stick with songs that have ministered to you. Old songs. Which works. That has always been the same. Every morning I watch First Love. And I'm not saying that don't sing new songs. It's just a, that's what it is. a song that has ministered to you. When you come and stand here and you pick up the song. Like last week. Was it last week or last two weeks? So that's I came to stand there. The song that was coming was what? What was the song? Holy. Oh, so holy. The whole week it was ministering to me. I said, when you, the worship was going on, that was the song that was being sung inside of me. And that's the song that works. So sometimes maybe you have rehearsed a song with the, uh, the backing vocals. When you get there and God says, hey, you must follow the hey. Regardless of what the people think. Because what? Would you rather stay with God or you will stay with men? Hallelujah. And sometimes God can just use one song. Just only one song. It's not like because the choir is expecting the next song to come. Then you hear somebody stay there. If the spirit is leading you, stay there. Because I was listening to a message by our daddy and he was saying that God is even taking away in our time a lot of the ability for people to see. Because then we walk by faith and not by sight. You understand? So as I'm standing on the stage, if the Lord open your eyes to see that there are angels around me, you begin to take the word that I speak seriously. But without seeing the angels, believe that word, and the effect of that word will be greater than after you have seen the angel. Sometimes, I'm, sometimes when I'm here, I don't see you. I just know and I believe that God is with me. And then I operate. I operate in that way. I expect it. When I'm coming to pray for you, I expect that the power of God will come upon you. There must be a response. I expect it. It's not that I feel. It's not like you, you I, I feel it. That day, Christ, when you maybe that morning, Christ, you ate some heavy food. So you now, as you are coming, you are not light, you are heavy. That's when God moves even the more. I'm telling you the secret because it is not by might, it is not by power, but it's by my spirit. So that's you see people doing that. Then you realize that we walk by faith and not by sight. If God opens my eyes to see things, if I don't take care, but I have to stand before the pulpit and know that if God has ordained me to stand here, then when I stand here, He is with me. But it is by faith, and I thank God for that. That I operate under faith. And it's not a, the Lord did not tell me that as today you are coming, hey, I'm going to do this. But that song that He was giving me throughout the week. It was that source of 
visiting his children. Are you still here? Stay with what? What? You have tested. Why am I saying that? Remember in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 38 to 40. One of the things that happened was what? Saul went to bring his what? He went to bring his own armor. That David, we are this. We are this and go and fight Goliath. The guy jumped into it. And he realized that this thing I have not tested. I have not tried. That is why the best person to marry in this life is a friend. Don't marry a mysterious person. If you don't know the person, this person and that, you don't even know where they were born. You don't know any of their relatives. Then you have come and said, this is the one that I'm going to marry. Yeah, you are making the big mistake. You have not tried. It is after you have married the person and somewhere you come to realize that after the wedding, when they come and they take off their wig and they wash their face, they are a boy. It's a boy. You have married a boy. Yeah. You have married a boy. <laughs> eh, one time I saw on the internet some, some husband was suing a wife that the, the wife deceived him because when after everything the wife got up in the morning and washed her face saw some rocky you've seen that thing saw some rocky face and holes in the face and not knowing they put some foundation and makeup on it i mean it was a transformation then i think they put the cash in there before you marry them wash their face make sure that the face is smooth it's not put hole. yeah it is true are you still here or you have gone home stay with what you are comfortable with don't leave the church. Stay in the church. Because as you stay and you are comfortable with it, God is going to cause you to have a promotion. Because another place, as you are going, a plant, you are like a plant or you are like a tree. When you move a plant every six months to another place, that's for people who move about. Today they are going here and they are preached. When they were preaching, they mentioned my name. They have left. They have gone to another church. They don't do well. But as you be planted, as you are planted and then you are rooted in the house of the Lord, you shall flourish in the court of our God. Psalm 92, I believe, verse 13 thereabout. You flourish in the court of our God. As I'm planted, as I join the thing as an ordinary church member, as a praise and worship leader, gradually I became a shepherd. Gradually I was, I was, I was sent to come and shepherd. Gradually I started a church. As I have stayed, the same will be your story. As you have stayed, as you have tarried, as you have been there. Hallelujah. So that is why, I mean, the person that you have tried, you know, that is the person you must roll with. That's what is very, very dangerous. If in your life, you cannot name about five people who have been your friends for at least ten years. You are miserable. You don't have any long-standing friend. That you have had all these years. Even though you don't talk much. But the day you, you, you link up. You, you can really talk. It's like you talk like. Oh we just left each other yesterday. That's a good friend. You, everybody that comes around you. Within 72 hours. They are fired. Hey. I think God is healing us. And God is curing us. And God is giving us strategies to move forward. Hallelujah. Stay with what you have tried. 
Stay with what you have tried. If yours is to do drama, don't say that me too I can lead prayer. There are two different ministries. Say, when I look, my charisma is even more than this brother. Why is it that he's leading prayer? Me too I can lead prayer. Stay in your lane. Remember what Reverend Mark said. Follow your bottom. Remember last week, he said, identify your bottom and follow your bottom. Don't even think about what is coming from the bottom. Just follow because a sheep will follow the shepherd. Can I have an amen? Oh, are you still here? Hallelujah. Stay with what you have what? Tried. David stayed with what he has tried. If he tried to use the ammo that Saul gave him, he would have failed. Because he couldn't lift up his arm. But remember, he called for his what? Syringe and then those small, small pebbles. Then he took the thing and went like, shoo, shoo, shoo. what did Goliath say? You think I'm a dog that you are going to use this thing? Asomwa, the thing, it was not by might. It was not by power. That is why you're Three-point message. It will work. If it doesn't work in Lexington, when it comes to Louisville, it will work. Take it somewhere, it will work. That's what you feel encouraged. If your two-by-four songs does not work here, go to another place. They have never heard it before. They have never seen it before. They have not seen a mighty pastor like you before. They are seeing one for the first time. It will work. Are you still here? Final point. Your slingshot will lead you to victory. Hallelujah. Will lead you to victory as you are consistent. Hallelujah. One of the most important decisions that you took in life, I have taken in life, is to marry this beautiful woman here. Yeah. It's one of the best decisions. Three things that have happened to me. Three best things that have happened to me. One, being saved. Number two, marrying higher. And then relocating from New York. Threatening <laughs> wasteful town. Hallelujah. And I always say that these three things in sequence. Knowing God. Marrying her. Because marrying the right person determines how far you can go. When they say behind every successful man there is a woman. They are not lying. If you like, marry a Moluganos person. <laughs> Yeah, I heard a story. Let me leave it here. I won't say that story. We want to go home. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Know what you are using. Know the background. Know, know what works for you. Listen, I mean, it comes to a point. Ale, you, it's not, you know, a lot of people are going to do some course. It's not everybody that must go and do that course. Oh. Stay in your lane. Do the thing that you have tried. In that same category, you have got and promoted you to be the, the, the one that earns the most in that category. Hallelujah. Because all the hands are not the same. Hallelujah. So stay. Stay. Use, use your, 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 the thing that you know. Your slingshot. It will lead you to victory. Your small, small prayer. It will lead you to victory. But be consistent. Consistent with it. Your 15 minutes prayer a day, be consistent with it. Your 10 minutes prayer a day, be consistent with it. Somebody is praying for two hours, but your hour of worship a day, be consistent with it. Don't despise it. Whatever God has 
given to you, that is what will lead you to victory. That's what will lead you to victory. Don't look at another man's. Because I need to what? Follow, say, we should not be slothful. But follow them who through faith, they inherited the promise. So how did they come by? 3,000. Shabby shepherding must go. So we must adapt shabby shepherding must go. That's how it comes by. Are you still here? Are you still here? I think we should end. Hallelujah. That is how come David became successful. I pray that the Lord will help us. We'll continue next week. There are many points. But I believe that as we keep on going, the Lord is going to enrich us. Shall we rise up? Let's rise up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to be like David. I want to be successful. Hallelujah. I will not despise humble beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. Now you have to live in some one bedroom before you go to two bedroom and three bedroom. Then you own a house. Then you own multiple houses. You can't just come and immediately you have gone to buy a mansion. 500,000. <laughs> you, <laughs> you sleep only two hours in your mansion. The rest you are working. It's no wisdom. Hallelujah. Thank God, thank God, thank God. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. We honor you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the wisdom that you have given to us. Thank you, O oh God, that you have sent your word to heal us and to help us. Help us not to despise humble, humble beginning. Help us, O oh God, to my God, hold on to the things that we have tested. Help us, O oh God, to walk away from people that despise the grace that is upon our lives. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. May we be able to be faithful in little things, Lord, that you may entrust much into our hands. Just place your hand on your heart. Place your hand on your heart. Heavenly Father, we pray for the right heart, Lord. May we not be hearers only, but doers of your word. May we also know how to obey you. And my God, to walk in your wisdom. May this wisdom accompany us. May this wisdom lead us to multiple victories, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for your church. May we be full of people, oh God. That we, it will be said of us. That, oh God, we died in a good old age. And riches and honor belong to us. And indeed, we, had, we, we, we are going to leave great inheritance for our children. And our children's children. We honor you. Bless every life that is here. Whoever came with trouble, may they go back with joy. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hidden things, Lord. Hidden things. Meet, meet hidden needs. In the mighty name of Jesus. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. Come join our services at 4200 Bellrad Drive in Louisville, Kentucky. This and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.